Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to an impromptu episode of the podcast. I have about 30 minutes to hang out with you guys. It's a Saturday. I don't typically record on Saturdays, but I was really contemplating today. And I thought I have to share this nugget of wisdom with my community, with you, and with anyone that lands on the podcast, because I think it is such an important message about resiliency, about getting up every time you're knocked down and not only that but choosing who you get to be choosing your identity and choosing what your reality gets to be so today well actually let's back it up a little bit i started training again for crossfit with one of the top trainers in the world with the intention of and oh my goodness i just can't believe i'm saying these words competing in the master's division at the CrossFit Games. My goal used to be, and I say, I can't believe I'm saying this because I can't believe at 35 I'm a master's. It just blows my mind. And also at the same time, I think aging is so beautiful with the wisdom that comes with it, yet it still does blow my mind. Anyway, let's get back to the point here. So I started training again for CrossFit. And I used to be a CrossFit athlete. I was actually training for the games, I'd say about 10 years ago now. Oh my goodness, time flies. And it was a major back injury that took me out right before regionals to the point where I couldn't even put on my socks. And we're going to get to that story, but I want to start with this past week first. So I started training again and something came to my mind, which I had not realized had been under the surface. Now I had realized that my health had taken a backseat and as a positive psychology coach and mentoring others in positive psychology and as someone that was a personal trainer, which feels like another life ago, but I was a personal trainer, holistic nutritionist, high level athlete. I was also a personal trainer to very high level athletes training top obstacle course racers, figure competitors, trail racers, the list goes on. So I was very entrenched in that lifestyle. And I realized I was starting to get into with the business, a pattern where a short yoga sequence was my quote unquote workout or a walk with the dogs was my workout. And I wasn't actually making my health a priority. And we did, we call it the web of life in my communities, but the wheel of life in positive psychology, it's an intervention, it's a tool where you can look at kind of the balance of where things are, where you are in life. And I realized that I was putting health, 
not where I wasn't taking care of myself, but I wasn't at the level I desire to be. I'm highly competitive. It's activating my chart to be competitive. And it's just my nature. I love competing. I love pushing my body. I love pushing myself to the limits. And I realized I had put that on the back burner. And it was this moment, I call them come to Jesus moments. It was this come to Jesus moment for me where I actually had not even realized the subconscious programming that was going on and the voices that were going on below the surface. And this is why I'm such a advocate for having mentors. Very often we don't notice the patterns that just become habit. We don't notice the patterns that we start to label just us. We don't notice the patterns and identities and beliefs and behaviors that are so far under the conscious awareness that they're driving our life and we don't even realize it. So through doing that intervention and speaking with one of my mentors, yes, I have multiples. I work with a shaman, a spiritual mentor, a business coach for strategy, and oh, and of course my CrossFit mentor, my CrossFit coach as well. So I always have multiple mentors in my life. And I have been going over this around the reluctance to get training again and to really focus on training again, not just haphazardly do yoga here or there. And I could go on about the dangers of stretching. So I, I do love yin yoga, the dangers of stretching and not strengthening, but we're not going to go there. Personal trainer Ashley is having a seat today. This is going to be wisdom Ashley <laughs> that's stepping up, but there is a lot I could say there. So what I realized under the surface was happening was I had two patterns of beliefs that were like a broken record going over and over and over again. And I was not even aware that they were there. And the first one was, well, you know, Ashley, at 35, you're not going to have the six pack. You're not going to be as fit as you once were. It's normal for you to have these aches and pains now. You were an athlete your entire life. What else would you expect? And the second one, which is interesting because this one has come up over the years in different areas of my life. The second one was, you are too old to start over. So I don't know if you can resonate with either of those things, maybe none of those, maybe another limiting belief that is now coming to the surface <laughs> that you didn't realize before that may be driving your decisions, maybe driving actions and behaviors and beliefs that you hold. But what I realized were those two beliefs were keeping me not where I was, but in a cycle of going backwards. And the reason I say that is because nothing in nature is actually standing still. Nothing in nature actually stops. We are either growing and expanding or we are contracting and dying. And what I want you to view in your mind's eye, and if you're not driving, you can close your eyes and I want you to actually visualize this happening because this is what happens in your body when we are not growing and expanding. And this is what was happening to me. So I want you to visualize a river that's flowing beautifully. The energy is freely moving through. And I want you to really put yourself there. Now I want you to visualize that a tree falls down from a storm and blocks the river. 
so the river can no longer flow. Maybe it trickles through, but the flow, the rush of the river is no more. Now, what happens on the one, the blocked side of the river? Mold starts to grow, bacteria starts to grow, algae starts to bloom. Oxygen is suffocated out of the water. It might impact the species that are living, the fish that are living in the water. Maybe even the animals that come over and drink from the water. There's a trickle-down effect. It just doesn't kill the water itself, but impacts everything within the ecosystem. Now, I want you to imagine that someone comes and removes the tree and the water is able to rush through again. How nature heals itself, how the water heals itself, the algae has moved through, the animals begin to bloom again, the deer can come and drink from the water again, the ripple effect of simply removing that block, removing the tree trickles down and impacts the entire ecosystem. That's what I want you to think of when you stop moving your body. Even in fitness, in kinesiology, in training, what we look at is the upstream and downstream effect. So for example, my back, my lower back was starting to hurt as an upstream effect. Now what that means is the actual issue was a really tight hip flexor on my right side, which causes my hips to sit awkwardly. And it's based on how I sleep. I sleep in a really weird contorted position, which I do try to fix. But once I fall asleep, I still end up in it. And my right hip sits a little bit forward, which tightens all the musculature in there and creates an imbalance and the hip flexors get really tight. So it impacts upstream my lower back. And then it starts to impact my shoulder and my head and I start to get headaches. This is what happens. It starts in the body. Everything starts in the body and it impacts our minds, and then it ripples out into other areas of life. So it ripples out into your business, it ripples out into your relationships, it ripples out into finances and wealth and the flow of prosperity. It ripples out in how you show up and the radiance that you illuminate from within. Everything is impacted by you stopping the stream, the flow of energy. So I had stopped that and I didn't realize that the tree in the way was those two beliefs and those two beliefs were essentially justifying the pain that I had. And those two beliefs were not only justifying the pain that I had, but they were making the pain worse. And I would start to come up with all these excuses below the surface, of course, because at the time I didn't consciously realize it that would start to come up with, well, I don't have time. I'm running almost a million dollar business. I have four horses, a medically needy dog, another dog, a husband. I have too much going on. I just don't have the time. And I started a pile and stack, if you will, these excuses on top of the subconscious limiting beliefs, which was causing this upstream effect of pain in my body, which was creating this ripple effect out into the ecosystem of my entire life and my entire business. And now I want to share with you what changed everything, what removed the tree in the path that was blocking my natural flow, that was limiting the expansion of my growth, that was limiting the prosperity 
that was able to flow to, through, and around me when I'm operating out of alignment with nature that was limiting the radiance that was able to be illuminated from within because our radiance and jinkies, our radiance is really connected to our health and our ability to be radiant from the inside out. What removed that tree? And I need you to hear me now because it is not more complicated than this, although we like to complicate things, so we would like to believe that it is. What removed the tree was a decision. I decided. I did not negotiate with my not self mind. I did not make excuses. I did not allow conditioned beliefs and identities and behaviors and actions to drive me anymore. I made a decision. And my decision was, I am an athlete again. And that decision also became, in that instant, with the flip of the switch, an identity that was activated again. And I like to think of it as well as our genes can be dormant or activated, right? Even diseases, cancers, when you flip the switch essentially of that gene, the cancer will grow. And this is what can happen with negative or positive beliefs as well. And even from that perspective, if we're living in this place of negativity, if we're living in this place of Eeyore, essentially, or my life sucks, or I'm always in pain, or prosperity's not flowing, right? That woe is me. When we're living in that, it actually creates disease within the body. I've had two clients in the last year that were diagnosed with cancer and were told by their physicians that it was from repressed feelings and emotions within the body. Repressed feelings and emotions within the body. Again, the ripple effect of that tree falling down and blocking the natural flow of nature. And high performers, if you're anything like me, a high performer, a high achiever, someone that can't stop, won't stop essentially until your dreams come true, you're able to push through. You know, that water might be able to trickle through and you'll push and you'll push that water through. But it's still not flowing the way it's meant and that creates disease within the body. So it was flipping the switch. It was making a decision on who I am and how my life gets to be. Who I am and what my reality is gets to be and I made that decision and here's the thing your actions your behaviors I want you to write this down your actions your behaviors will always default to the level of your identity if you try to start something new and let's use exercise as an, an example it's so easy to use exercise as an example because I think everyone at one point in their time has made fitness or health related goals. So we all know in January every year, probably millions of people across the world commit to a new exercise routine. So they're going to change their external environment and they're going to change their behaviors. But what do they do? They get a gym membership, maybe some new clothes for Christmas for their new commitment to themselves. Maybe they get a beach body membership. But they actually don't change their identity. Their identity is set at the thermostat within of I'm lazy, 
I don't have the energy. I'm always tired. I'm too busy. I hate getting up early. I hate exercise. You get the point. And all of these are identities. I am someone who hates exercise. I am someone who hates getting up early. I am someone who blank. Those are all identities. And that's what a lot of people don't actually realize when they say those things. They're incantations. They're spells created on their identity. And then that becomes their thermostat internally that they will always default back to. And what I mean by that is if you set the thermostat in your house for 68 degrees Fahrenheit, it's always going to default back to that. It might go down to 66. It might go up to 70, but it's always going to default back to that. And we can use that for finances. We have financial prosperity thermostats. We have fitness and health thermostats, relationship thermostats, life thermostats. So that person starts training again. They start working out again, but their identity is still at the level of I'm someone who hates this. So what happens? It starts getting slightly inconvenient or something gets in the way and all of a sudden they're back to their old habits, rituals, and behaviors. They're back to their old reality. So what I do first is I change the identity first. I always change the identity first because if you do not change the identity first, you're always going to default back to the level of that identity. So I change my identity again from I'm someone who's in pain. I am someone who doesn't have the time to work out. I am someone who used to be an athlete too. I am an athlete. I am someone who is dedicated to my health and fitness. I am someone who is going to compete in the CrossFit Masters. So when that was my identity, what were my actions after that? My actions were signing up with a coach again. My actions were setting a schedule again. And my actions include, there's many of them, but my actions include when I plan my schedule, when I block my schedule in Google Drive, my workout is a non-negotiable. Whereas prior, when my identity was I'm someone who doesn't have the time, it was the first thing to get knocked out of my schedule so I could book interviews or clients or group programs at that time. And that's the easy part, but it's a necessary part is one, flipping that switch, making a decision on who you get to be, how things get to go for you and what your reality gets to look like based on that identity. And we also need some grit because you and I both know that starting a new habit, even if you've been in that habit previously, is difficult. Grit in terms of positive psychology is described as a trait level perseverance and passion for long term goals. The reality is the most successful people don't give up. They are determined, they're resilient, hardworking, and they know in a very deep way what they want. And that's essentially grit. It's a combination of passion and perseverance. And that is what makes people high achievers. Now, when we're looking at grit as well, something to keep in mind is research does show that the focus on accomplishing things does not equal happiness. And it's actually the belief that we can improve that will make us the happiest. So it's not necessarily, to use myself as an example, competing at the CrossFit Games that's going to make me the happiest. It started the moment I flipped the switch and believed that I could get there 
and be gaining that strength back that made me instantaneously happy. It's your willingness to exert the effort and learn from the prior successes and the prior failures that is ultimately going to turn that talent that you have within, that passion you have within, that fire that you hold in your belly into a fulfilling life. And this is something I say to my clients all the time. We must be willing to look at what worked, your prior successes, what didn't, your prior failures, and what we can do differently next time. And this was something else I looked at when I flipped the switch and decided I am an athlete again. I am an athlete, period, the end of sentence. I had to look at what my prior successes were and what my prior failures were and how I could bring those together into what I can do differently next time that was going to turn this passion into an actual performance, into actual action, into actual behaviors that moved me forward. And it's so true where we get really caught up. I'm saying it's so true. I'm agreeing with myself right now. (laughs) Ashley, you are so wise. We get caught up in the end goal. So for example, maybe you're starting out in business and you're only focused on that 10K month or 100K month. You're focused on that end goal. Or in your fitness schools, I know I can relate to this right now. I've had moments leading up to that switch being flipped where I thought, you're just so far away from that goal. You're so far away from being the woman that was throwing weights around the way you did. From being the woman that walked in the CrossFit box and demanded attention the first day just because of how much you fucking slayed. You're so far away. And that can happen when we're only looking at the end goal. When we're celebrating the wins along the way and we're seeing success as those steps and the trials and the tribulations along the road, you actually become more fulfilled and happy because you're enjoying the journey. And I'd love to read for you a quote from Professor Angela Duckworth's research in positive psychology. And she found that we tend to carry a hidden prejudice against those who've achieved what they have because they worked for it. And a hidden preference for those people we think arrived at their place in life because they're naturally talented. We're drawn to stories of overnight success and conveniently ignore all the years of hard work that person did to achieve their success. If there's something special about those people, then it frees us from needing to try. We get distracted by talent and create stories that hold us back from achieving what we want most. And here's the thing. Having that view that it's easier for her because of this, or it's easier for him because of that, robs you of the opportunity of getting started. Robs you of the opportunity of going all in and seeing what's on the other side of putting your whole ass into your goals, into your dreams, and who you were always destined to be. It robs you of learning. It robs you of the opportunities that are available for you when you simply decide how things get to be and then go for it. When we expect this instant perfection, it denies that making mistakes and bumping up against our limitations actually is what builds our mastery. I'll never forget. I was thinking about this today because I was doing box jumps and I was thinking of all the times that it's called a box bite when you miss your box jump and you literally skin your shin. 
And I was thinking of all those times that I did that, but it taught me to pick my feet up more. It taught me to be more agile. Those mistakes along the way, the bumps and bruises, the skin knees and the broken heart, those build mastery over time. And falling short of your ideas is how you move towards your true potential. And let me tell you, your true potential is always going to be wilder than what your mind can comprehend. Your true potential is going to be more mystical, more mythical, more blow your mind beautiful than what your ego mind, your conditioning could ever create for you. So instead of interpreting the inevitable obstacles or maybe setbacks or plateaus that you're going to meet along the way, right? That, oh, I'm too old to start over or it's never going to happen for me or it's easier for her because of this or I can't get started because of that. What I'm calling you into is deciding what your life gets to look like. Intensify your effort, practice and persist. Hold a growth mindset and know that no one is actually an overnight success, no matter what illusion they put up on Instagram, no matter what illusion they put up on Facebook to sell their program to say, if you take this, you'll be rich in seven days. Or if you do this, you're gonna make $100,000 in 30 days. And then you just feel like shit about yourself when it doesn't happen. Be in it for the journey, enjoy the journey, grow as deep, rooted like the oak tree as you do high we know research shows that people that don't work for it and just win the lottery the majority of them end up broke right afterwards there's something to be said for going through the tough times there's something to be said for scraping your knees it builds character it builds strength and it's all a part of your journey that's going to lead you to the ultimate goal I'll never forget how devastated I was. And I want to tell you this story. I, about 10 years ago, was training for the CrossFit Games, CrossFit Regionals. And I had a very good opportunity, not maybe to make it to the Games then. At that time, I was certainly not at the level of the two idols I looked up to, who were Michelle Letendre and Camille Leblanc-Bazinet. I looked up to them. They were my role models. They were my idols. And they just dominated the region that I live in, but I had a really great opportunity to get my name on the map. And I'll never forget, I had finally started nailing muscle ups and I'm not someone who is agile in terms of gymnastics. I am not someone who anything gymnasticy or dancey comes natural for, if dancey is even a word. And I had started nailing the muscle ups. Like I was slaying the workouts and I was training for regionals. It was supposed to be my deloading week, which essentially means you take a light week. And I was so amped up. And I got done the workout with everyone at the training center. And I decided that I was going to do deadlifts afterwards. Bad decision. I did the first couple. My lower back was bothering me a little bit. And the issue was back then that I was a personal trainer. And I had kind of show muscles. Like I was strong, but not necessarily athletic at that time. I'd been training for figure competitions and bikini competitions. So I, I was actually quite strong, but my tendons and ligaments and supportive tissue didn't match because it was a lot of machine work in the gym rather than full body dynamic movements. 
so what happened was I started doing the deadlifts and I felt a little bit of a twinge in my lower back, but I kept going and I lifted it on the sixth rep and I've never felt pain like that in my entire life. L5 S1 herniated and all of the soft tissue on the right side of my SI joint ripped from the bone. I actually, I didn't even know this was something that you could purchase, but I had to go and get like a custom SI belt, not what you wear to lift heavy things, not like a back brace or anything like that, but specifically for my SI so I could walk because I could not walk properly because there was no supportive tissue that was properly holding onto my hips and keeping my hips and my SI joint working properly. So with that, in that instant, at the time I had my own personal training facility, I had a studio, I was training athletes. I had just been sought out to be the personal trainer for the obstacle course racing companies in Canada and to train their top level athletes for things like World's Toughest Mudder, which I did get an athlete there and on the podium there. My life had finally been clicking at that time. Everything I had worked so hard for because I had three jobs at the time to afford my studio to get it going. I was a counselor in after school program. I worked as a personal trainer. I was a counselor as my day job as well. And I had the personal training studio. This was in the early days. Everything I had worked so hard for, I'd finally saved up and gotten into a place where I could open the studio and do it full time came crumbling down. I couldn't get out of bed for six weeks. Sponsorships that I had were taken away. The dream of regionals was taken away. I couldn't even put on my socks. I could not put on my socks. I ended up having to close down my studio because it rested on me and I couldn't be there. My whole life changed that day. And my identity at that time was an athlete. My identity at that time was a personal trainer. My identity at that time revolved around my ability to move and be competitive. And it was all crumbling. And I've trained along the way. I competed in obstacle course racing and I competed in trail racing, although never really got back to that level of fitness or that competitive level. And when I had attempted to about a year and a half ago, again, my life crumbled. And that is when, I'm just going to tell this really briefly, when my heart dog, Kira, had passed away. I feel like if you are not an animal lover, you're probably not, <laughs> this is probably not your space. Um, my heart dog, Kira, had passed away. And then we adopted Julia. We're big into adoption and animal rescue. We adopted Julia and that was a year and a half of complete chaos in terms of her medical issues and every ounce of my beingness was poured into saving her and figuring out what was wrong with her and helping her thrive. So while I've been competitive over the years, it wasn't to the level that I desired, that I knew in my heart that I was available for and that if I was to live up to my true potential could actually manifest in reality. So why I share that with you is because one, you're never starting over. You are never starting over. Whether you've had a six-figure business and you've had a couple quote-unquote hard months or you used to be an athlete and you've lost that fitness and you want to get back to it, whether your relationship used to be thriving and you've hit a rough patch, you're never starting over ever. 
because you hold everything, all of those experiences, all that wisdom within your body. And it comes with you into that next level of growth. It comes with you into that next level of expansion. But first, you need to decide. You need to decide if those experiences in your life shape you into who you are always meant to be or define you into your limitations. And at any moment, you can choose the person that you're looking at that is perceived to be a natural at it, that's perceived to have had overnight success, they've also had their setbacks. They've also fallen. They've also had hard times. The difference is they've had grit. And they keep going no matter how many times life knocks them down. They learn from their mistakes and they learn from their success. And they hold a growth mindset where they focus on the journey of experiencing, of giving things a go, of failing, of maybe looking ridiculous at times. They enjoy the journey and they view life events as opportunities to grow. Failures as temporary setbacks and opportunities for improvement and learning. People with a growth mindset, they take charge of their success. They're not waiting for luck. They're not waiting. As Ra Ruhu said, he said he used to get so pissed off at people waiting for the cosmic lottery, at wanting to do nothing but want everything in return for doing nothing. There's going to be failures. You're going to scrape your knees. But get excited about the journey. Get excited about the small wins along the way. Because your mindset, whether you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, which was previously called the victim mindset, where you find it hard to overcome setbacks, where you view things as permanent and unchangeable, where you think, see things as absolute when things go wrong, the mindset you choose, and yes, it is a decision, the identity you choose, and yes, it is a decision, influences your ability to set goals, to seek help and hire the correct mentors for you, to stay motivated. It determines your levels of self-belief and influences the outcome of your goals. So I ask you to look at today. Who are you currently and who do you desire to be? What are the identities you require for that? And what kind of mindset do you notice you have? Where do you notice that you have a fixed mindset? And you can notice your fixed mindset coming in when you maybe feel defensive about something. What impact has that fixed mindset had upon your business, your prosperity, your happiness, your relationships, your success? How do you typically react to life difficulties? And how do you choose life, prosperity, your relationships, your health, your very reality before your eyes to be? Because to change your personal reality, you must first change your personality. You must first change your identity to see a change in your environment. So who do you decide to be and how does life get to be for you? I want you to take these questions seriously and pull out a journal and journal on them. Write them down and write out 20 to 30 new identities 
powerful identities, strong identities that are going to light a fire in your soul and ignite the next level of your journey. Unveil your higher purpose and open up the flow of channels for prosperity. All right, my friends, being a Saturday, my husband has done his workout. I am going to let you guys go. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I never really come in with a script. Sometimes I have bullet points. I didn't do that today. So I hope everything makes sense as you're sitting back and soaking all of that in. And if you did enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot and share on Instagram. I'm at I am Ashley Brianna Eve or share with someone in your network that you know needs to hear this message. I'd also love if you wrote out your new identities, tag me on Instagram. I would love to see what you created and what the reality is that you are deciding is happening for you no matter what, because you are not settling for a life of mediocrity. You transported your ass down to earth to flourish, to be one with prosperity, to work as one with nature and to live a life wilder than your dreams. Decide today that that gets to be true for you. I'll see you next time, my friend.